0: Are listening to the live story podcast discovering stories whole restored and shared for more information or to partner with us financially join us at www.livestory.org subscribe to this podcast using itunes or your android podcast app
1: Thanks for joining us again. I'm back with Trav Johnson. How are you, Trav? I'm well, Richard. Excellent. Um, well, we've had a we had a great chat about discipleship last time we were together. It was really good. So thanks for that. Mm. Um, but um, today we're going to move on to another one of those words that we talked about being um, uh, intentionally ambiguous. I think was the, the words I used. Mm. <laughs> um, well, um, and that was just like discipleship when we kind of nod and think we agree on things. Um, I think another one of those words is mission. Mission is one of those okay. kind of, you know, yes, we're a missional church or I'm I'm all about mission or yes, that's what it's all about. And I think we all nod and go our separate ways, but, you know, kind of defining what mission really is and what the whole point of it is and what's the point and the purpose sometimes kind of gets a bit lost. So we're going to get there by going a long way around. So I'm, I want to start... Um, ask you a little bit about your work personally, but also uh, with Access to Story. Over over quite a few years now, you have been extremely involved with uh, the conversation around Bible engagement uh, in this country, but also you know in other parts of the world as well. You've had the opportunity to kind of speak into a growing conversation coming out of a lot of research and statistics around the fact that really we're seeing a decline in Bible engagement um, amongst young people in particular. I think was kind of your focus, but Uh, in general obviously a biblical engagement we're kind of seeing uh, sort of drop people saying that they're not really engaging with scripture the way that they used to and that in and of itself is is a concern um and you've um you've you've really been focused on that for quite a while and you've come up some some amazing kind of ways to see people engage with scripture um so we can start there and just for you to just speak to some of the opportunities you've had and the ways that you've seen Bible engagement be focused on and some of those outcomes that you've seen, uh, maybe alternate new creative ways that people are engaging with the fuller story of God. That was a massive question.
0: By yeah, way. Sorry. so what is it that like, you're actually asking? What
1: I'm actually asking you, I want to know what does Bible engagement look like for you in your context of ministry? What are you focusing on trying to encourage people to do when it comes to engage with the Bible? Or the story of God, to use
0: your language. Sure, yeah. Um, So Bible engagement is, uh, you're right, is a significant topic of conversation because of the decline that you speak of um and there's a number of ways that i've seen folks respond to that uh, and and have been involved in some of those responses myself Um, uh, one is the the horror and we try and um, keep doing more and more of what we've been doing to try and fix the fix the problem Um, uh, doing making sure we try and get kids on daily kids young people whoever um, on on daily reading plans or or we, or we change the look and feel of resources we've used for a long time, so that it, you know, so we can try and make it more relevant. Or, um, whereas uh, my, um, I guess my approach has been, well, what is it about that we're doing? What is it about what we're doing that actually needs needs changing? Might need an overhaul, or and so that's what we talked about before with our, with the last time we chatted about a discovery-based process that we've kind of experimented with and landed on uh, as a model to be able to uh, take a more invitational approach to engaging with the content of the Bible. Um, uh, so there's been different responses. Our response has been a discovery-based approach, basically.
1: Sure. So as opposed to, let me just yep. the uh, sub-approaches. Uh, well,
0: historically,
1: one of the ways we, uh, I think you've just mentioned, really, about trying to engage Young people in particular—they're a mm. classic case of a demographic people kind of target. Is um, you just kind of make it seem cooler, yeah. Like you kind of trendy yep. up the the publications, as you said, or you kind of uh, this pursuit for the relevant. It's we're, we're on a pursuit for the relevant, which I always find um, entertaining because I often think that the the minute you ask the question, "Are you relevant?" the the answer is. No yeah. that's kind of why you're asking the question yeah. in the first place so your approach is it's not um it's it's definitely not from my experience of watching what you do it's not surface level um, let's get it let's make it look more engaging therefore they might engage more um, it's definitely a different approach to what are they engaging with and why are they engaging with it would that be true
0: that's true and, and one of the um you know the next thought in in in, i guess what i've observed as well is uh the because of the decline the response has been you know we need to change you know we need to change things or, or whatever um and the what tends to happen is we fall into this space of making bible engagement the end of the conversation as well and so uh what we've done uh, really, again, really through experimentation. Now we've looked back and we've realised, okay, this has been an important um, posture for us to to take, uh, and that has been, you know, what the the Bible, the, this story of God is actually there uh, because God's inviting us to engage with Him. Um, you know, God God is uh, wanting us to engage with Him as a person um, rather than just the text that He's He's left for us to. To read or to engage with yeah so that that's an important like i said that's an important posture that i think needs to be taken when we talk about bible engagement
1: well, that's an extremely important question that you've got to ask immediately which is you obviously you get all these statistics in these studies and they're, they're quality studies with a lot of clever people doing them and they're, they're they're true figures and but the question needs to be asked well why do we want them changed and what's the point of them changing is it just so we can say there are more people reading the bible so my question has always been, and and I think you just said this that Bible engagement is not an end in itself. It's not the end game is not, oh success. We now have lots of people reading yeah, the Bible. That's right. Isn't that great? Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, now those figures are different. We're happy. That's that's not.
0: Surely that's not the point. Th- that's right, and and so, um, you know, the point I guess the point being that we're actually seeing people. Um, catching the heart of God, uh, mm. and and uh, yes, being in relationship with Him, but also catching a vision for what He's doing here in this world and what He intends to see happen. And so, uh, another important part of uh, the way that we've uh, sought to communicate um, the Bible has been: this is a you know, this is the whole the whole story of God. So we start right. with um, beginning in Genesis one and two, and we actually intentionally track people through. Uh, the overarching narrative of scriptures and ending with um, some thoughts out of revelation and so um, and and then uh, what that has done as well is it's um uh, uh, had an impact on the way that people view the world um, and so, again, mm. people who have done research into this talk about uh, young people especially having a, a midi narrative, so a small story of their own lives, rather than trying to, rather than seeing the need or, or trying to piece their life in a, in a grander story. Um, they're happy if they can get a good job and earn a, earn a, good, earn a good salary, um, yep. you know, find the right person to, yep. to be with, that kind of thing. Um, whereas uh, the Bible. Uh, and and we live in this culture that seems to enforce reinforce that time and time again whereas the bible actually invites us into a larger story than just us and what we've found is when people are genuinely given the space to catch the heart of god through his big story um then what it what it does it, it, it it um uh yeah it kind of um that they yeah they get caught up in this this mm. opportunity to be a part of who he is and what he's doing, sure. Um, and so, and so that's when so the outcome of Bible engagement that's when things like transformation begin to happen, and my priorities begin to change, and, sure. And, and the way I spend my money or the way the the way that I use my time. Um, uh, the the, um, the relationships that I keep, all of those things begin to be impacted. Not just because someone's reading the Bible, but because they've been, I believe, they've been caught up in this in this grander story uh, that the Bible unfolds for us.
1: So, would it be fair to say that Bible engagement? So, your your approach to these statistics, and this this problem, and is it it's an, it's an issue that you know more and more people aren't engaging with a story of who God is? Would it be fair to say that your approach is that Bible engagement is a byproduct? Of inviting people to step into the story, because that's where they find the story. Yeah. Um, rather than telling people to in, engage with scripture, yeah. and maybe s- they might learn about the story, you're actually going the other way around. That's right. That, that would be yeah, fair to very say. Very much so. Yeah.
0: And so you know, it's a whole idea of um, rather than just um, so we see the uh, see the fruit. Let's see the problem as actually a fruit to a. a, yeah. a um, a much more systemic issue, yeah. Um, and and I guess you could say the more systemic issue is we're dealing with people who are far from who God is, and sure. and, and we're made in such a way that we're designed uh, so that we can reflect who God is. And when people begin to discover that through um, the Bible story, uh, it's then that they're drawn back to the Bible, sure, uh, in order for them to um, to live in a way that reflects who He is.
1: And in your approach to to story and story formed. Uh, learning of scripture, uh, I get the whole point being that uh, certain stories or certain narratives within scripture all of a sudden make sense in their context. So that, you know, all of a sudden the gospel uh, makes sense in the context of the larger narrative of who God is. And so um, the gospel isn't a standalone story of a man named Jesus, but it now is um, a central part of a of a large story of a creating God who 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 makes this and steps into a, a desire to have a relationship. So, can I ask you, you 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 um you thematically step through Scripture. You you have your episodes that you work through with access a story. Can you run us through those episodes just really quickly? Um, give us an idea that because I know this is your approach is that you believe that that the the narrative of the story of God can be broken up into these understandable areas
0: yeah so um so we yeah we talk in terms of seven episodes uh through the story of god um so we use the word designed uh for the creation narrative uh the fact that god's designed everything we see everything we don't see in humanity is the pinnacle of that uh creation uh the word "broken" is used uh, for the narrative that uh, Christians uh, call the fall. So, in Genesis 3, uh, when the first humans choose to reject, uh, really, who God is through their choice uh, to rebel against Him, uh, and uh, and broken. Uh, the episode broken really, you know, fits kind of uh, the portion of Genesis three to Genesis eleven, uh, there's a, and and the reality is the effects of that episode filter right throughout the rest of the story, as well, and they filter down to who we are uh, as as still beautiful human beings, but we're we're broken, uh, we're not all that we're intended to be. That kind of theme comes from that that episode. Uh, but God hasn't left us in our brokenness. And so when uh, He made a promise to Abraham, uh, creation really became expectant. So expectant's the word that we use uh, to, uh, I guess. Uh, you know, help us think about how God has uh, engaged with uh, humanity once more through uh, Abraham's family, the people of Israel. And so we get to see more of who God is through the way uh, that um, that he walked with the people of Israel throughout yeah. the Old Testament. So really from Genesis 12 to the end of the Old Testament sure. is expectant. Um, with the coming of Jesus, the promised one, Messiah, um, we use the word presence, so God with us, um, has uh, that, that promise from Isaiah has been fulfilled through the person of Jesus. And uh, uh, his uh, was one. uh, His was a life that really showed us what God is like. Uh, So God presents Himself amongst us through the life of Jesus. He lived a human life as humanity was designed to live, and the way that he dealt with others, in the blessing that he brought to creation, in the um, the um, uh, the manner in which he related with God, uh, and uh, and the. Uh, his description of what life is like with god in charge so the gospels talk about the kingdom of God. jesus talked about the kingdom of god a lot mm. a lot so what life is like with god in charge Uh, Of course, that um, was met with a whole lot of resistance uh, amongst those in power at the time. uh, And um, uh, ironically, their desire to get rid of him through uh, sending him to die on a cross ultimately satisfied God's plan to rescue humanity and see uh, creation restored to himself. So the cross and resurrection... Um, that that story, we uh, use the word satisfied for that. That God is satisfied through that story, and also um, we get to be satisfied as human beings through uh, a decision of faith to follow after this Jesus who's died on our behalf and has been raised to life. And that echoes uh, into the next episode where God, you know, He's, he's always ha, always has been inviting us into what He's doing, but it's very specific through uh, the last words that Jesus gave uh, to His disciples to make disciples um, and. Uh, and really, we recognise that, uh, with after Jesus was raised, um, that uh, his invitation was one um, of us towards towards mission. Uh, and so we use the word mission uh, for uh, really the you know the Book of Acts and the, and the and the and the epistles, the letters that were written by some of the first followers of Jesus. Uh, and really, we were kind of in that space now as well that as as the, the people of God, as the church, were on mission. Um, and uh, there's, I guess, a, a foreshadowing of a time to come where things will be all in all once more when um, uh, God will be, um, uh, um, I guess, in charge over creation. I mean, He always has been, but there's a sense where things will be uh, restored to how they were intended to be. And so the word is restored that we use for uh, the final fulfilment of God's story, uh, where, um, uh, and because the narrative talks about Jesus returning, and, and, and many Christians will be familiar with that. Um, and so that's, those are the seven episodes Design Broken, Expect and Presence Satisfied Mission and restored uh, what we like about those words you know this it's one way to tell the story yeah but what we like about those words is there's some really strong themes that are um, relevant and relatable to to people in a, in a, in language that that kind of makes sense in our mm-hmm. culture um and um yeah it's just been really for me it's been compelling when uh, people begin to uh Integrate that language into their into their own conversations with people who actually are far from mm. far from God at the moment as well. So yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah, well, look, those seven episodes are. I think they're tangible. I think that's the that's the the, the really encouraging thing about it. I think for people, and, and I've watched personally. I've watched people um, at different stages in a faith journey interact with those. I've watched people. Um, Engage with Scripture through those at some of your um, your events as well, and um, um, I've got to say that uh, starting with this uh, large-scale holistic story of 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 the world and, and of of a, a worldview and of a God um, is um, has changed the way that I've seen people interact with Scripture, which is which has been really rich and uh, very powerful, actually, um, at, at the times I've witnessed it as well. And so, I guess. Two things jump out for me from those um, those episodes. One is the the vast majority of of those of the parts of the story of God which are, I guess, um, historically based in the sense that they've happened before now, yeah. and those elements of the story that have been in play and those parts um, of Scripture that that the Scripture talks of, um, the way you address them is all about context. It actually places things where they are. And so um all the way through uh, all the way through to the stories of Jesus and through then into the Acts of the Epistles, we, we get this this contextual story where all of a sudden we're not just uh cherry picking little stories out of the Bible, teaching them to people and saying that a standalone story has a little moral and you should be happy about it, but it actually places it within a larger, a larger story. story. Yeah. That leads us, and this is after we're going to full circle yeah. back, to mission. Because yeah. you've, you've got mission written um, as one of your seven. Um, now then, post-scripture, the, the, yep. the, the reality and the part of the story we live in now, the, the part of the story we are living in, um, in the context of the story that has happened before us, um, you would describe as mission, that this is the kind of part of the story that we For those of us who fully understand um, the story up until now. So I want to I want to have a quick chat about what does that look like because up until now your seven episodes have been written this is the kind of unwritten section of the of the seven um, what how do you define mission when you're talking about this with people yep. and what is how does that start to play out uh, with the people who walk through the
0: episodes with you uh, so the uh, the first way for me to respond to that is uh, I, I do actually have a fairly uh, distinct definition that we use so I want to get to that in just a moment Um, but the first thing to say um, uh, regarding the 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 word mission Mm. is uh, there's a sense where uh, while it is a a place and time event or Mm. or or episode in this story yeah uh, it actually um, is one of the strong themes that that helps shape this whole story sure, as well absolutely. And so we, we some of our training we actually help people go back through elements of this story and we go, you know when when did mission start? Did it start when Jesus said to his disciples, um, go into all the world and make disciples? Well yes it did. But it also start. There's also a starting point when Jesus stood in the temp, in the, in the synagogue in Nazareth when uh, he actually gave a mission statement where he quoted Isaiah 61. Sure. Uh, so did it start then? Well, yes, it did. But <laughs> but also before that as well. And so the fact that he's quoting Isaiah 61 dates back to you know the time of the prophet Isaiah. Um, but but even tracking it back uh, further than that, did did mission start? Um, uh, in in uh, in Genesis 12 when when God promised Abraham that he would be a blessing to all nations so and then uh, we, yes that's true but but also there's a sense where we get a reflection of God's heart to see rescue happen in Genesis 3 when the rebellion took place the, the fall mm. took place but also before that in Genesis yeah, 1 right. God wanted to bless his creation as we see in Genesis 12 and so this this mission this intent this desire that God had not only to restore and rescue his creation back to himself, but already in Genesis 1, in the original intent, his desire was to bless Mm. his creation. Absolutely. And so there's a theological depth to this word that doesn't just start when Jesus left. It actually starts with the heart of God back when he first created us when he first created all that we all that we see, and so one of the cool things about taking a young person back through this story, which they know because often they've been through an you know an experience with us, and they go, sure. "Oh yeah, I get that. I see that. I see that." Yep. And so there's a sense where oh, I get to be part of something right in the here and now. When I live my life, when I go to school, or when I'm a, when I'm working at Macca's or whatever, um, I get to be part of a story that's that's been being told for a very long time, mm. and it has this massive uh opportunity and eternal impact and so um you asked me the question is how do we define this well firstly we we embed it we help people embed it in a much larger story the in the through. heart of God absolutely so um the way that we then articulate that is you know is this you know um me always talking about Jesus and the fact that he died on the cross for me well that's yep. part of it sure absolutely sure. um but remembering that God's you know uh God's heart was about blessing his creation so there's a sense where in any activity that we participate in we get to be a part of the mission of God so we use the phrase um, mission is any activity in word or deed that reveals the heart of God to people mm. um, and so that might be uh, a young introverted high schooler walking through the corridors of their of their uh, of their campus Um, rather than hiding from people beginning to say hello and actually pushing and 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 into that space and being a blessing to others taking that small risk for them and we 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 say to them that's actually a part of being on mission by you changing the tone or 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 stepping out beyond yourself Mm. now that's not all of the mission of god obviously but that's that's part of it um is it is it the more extroverted person who might have the gift of evangelism on their school campus who's you know really who transitions really well into talking about who Jesus is and he and that the fact that he actually died in their place on the cross and he invites them into you know eternal life, etc., like telling the salvation story. Is that part of mission? Well, yes, it is. Both of those are valid and valued parts of the mission of God. Do we want them to grow from saying hello to, to doing something else to doing something else or you know, saying something? Or becoming more bold, or demonstrating faith, or yes, of course we want to see that growth happen. But
1: that's the discipleship process. That's the,
0: exactly exactly. <laughs> right. And so, so what we've found in this definition is taking the pressure off of young people going. I'm only a good Christian if I'm able to see three people a week come to faith in the Lord Jesus. You know, like. Um, however, it's also pushing them into a space of going. It's right for me to take a step of faith, yeah. and, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's actually a part of what God's inviting me to do. So what
1: I love about this whole kind of saturation of mission, this, this is why I'm talking to you about great. this. Right? I like that, like saturation that? of mission. Yeah, write that down. Um, <laughs> hashtag saturation of mission. Um, this saturation of mission throughout the entire story yep. is that, that mission all of a sudden becomes the activity of the kingdom of God. That's right. It's what it is. Yeah.
0: And it, and again, so we're we're very clear because Kingdom of God's another one of those terms. Yeah, well, yeah. So yeah. we we we're very clear. We're gonna we're, have like a hundred of these podcasts on, where we go um what life's like with God in charge. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep.
1: That's right. And so I I'm I think uh, we we spend so much time defining mission as specific activities. Yep. Um and you know, obviously the word missionary is then used, the sure. church to mission. Yep. Um and um Uh, People who go on mission, or we go on mission trips, or again, it's this specified area of mission. Um, We've started to see it used within the context of new ways of running church with missional communities. So all of a sudden, how do I understand what a missional community is if I don't understand what a, a larger scale picture of mission is? If I still think mission is a specific activity, then what... What the heck is a missional community?
0: And one of the one of the risks of that is all, all all that we, the possibility is all that we do is rebrand what we've known as small groups in in, lo, in local Absolutely. churches. Absolutely, uh, and and that's a problem because it's not um, it's a problem on a couple of fronts. It's not being true to the, um, I think the you know, theology of mission um, as we find in the story of God, um, but it's it's also it's not it's not mobilising anybody. Um, you know, if if there's a, if there's a sense where we're not it's not being demonstrated, or people aren't being discipled in in mission, and and them seeing incremental steps in their in their faith story of uh, of being a blessing in their suburb, or uh, having uh, asking good questions around spirituality, mm. you know. So that if we're not seeing those incremental things happen, um, then all we're doing is reducing. This I, the the great idea and concept of missional community, we're reducing it to a, a spiritual huddle that's already existed and not being stretched at all. Yeah, and that maybe that sounds a bit harsh, but I I just I that's my fear. If we don't, if we're not clear on this, make yes. it so it needs to be accessible. Absolutely. So mi- mission isn't something that is kind of out there and only for those no, who are only sent the overseas. the five percent can do that's it. That's right. Yeah, sure. Um, but but by the same token, it, it needs there needs to be some integrity with how uh this this term is uh um yeah how this term uh, I guess is embodied uh, in the in the local church community yeah.
1: so definitions are important
0: yeah <laughs>
1: um, especially I think in in this case because their definitions are being attached to other things and they then can start to uh, redefine whole new whole new things so yeah obviously discipleship and mission go hand in hand that they, they they're kind of they're holding hands i imagine you know so all the way through and so um you've said before your definition of the of discipleship that you've been using is where, being where, yeah, going um, where going where Jesus, where Jesus goes, goes yep. and then discipleship being going with others where Jesus sure. goes so yep. like help being walking with them so if we we start to kind of pull that together in kind of a missional community which is obviously about discipleship but it's also about um Word and deed and being out in the community out in the world, being salt being light, being all of those things um, being visible within the communities um what what do you think um what do you think our next step is when it comes to, I'm going off script now but I'm going to ask you this um because I don't think we we're going to get into missional communities but you brought it up um, what can these what can these communities look like what, what what kind of rhythms, because you're all about rhythms, I know you love a good rhythm, you love a good rhythm and you love a good episode. Um, what What kind of rhythms then are really important within a community of people who are calling themselves missional and also needing to focus on discipleship? Because if they're not what you've just said, if they are to not become just small groups... There's nothing wrong with small groups, mm. they serve a purpose for what they do. Yep. But if you're going to call it something different, it probably should be different. What kind of rhythms are you seeing that you think are important in those groups if they're going to start going along the line of understanding what a missional, being a missional discipling community might look like?
0: Um, so uh, th- there's two ways that I can think of to respond to that to that question um one, what is don't ask me the question no, sorry. yeah well one of them one of them i feel a little bit qualified to answer uh, and the second one is i don't yet feel qualified to answer yeah um, i like so you, i like you said that though yeah so, so <laughs> i'm not sure anybody is um, qualified to answer. <laughs> so the the um I think the first way to answer that is we need to start asking the right questions yeah. when it comes to engaging with the communities around us right. um, so I love what some groups um, uh, like this I, I love that uh, some churches have picked up uh, principles from community development mm-hmm. we're asking questions what does this community need yeah um, you know so what's and so I, I see that as a um, as a sense of how uh, of us being able to discern the entry points of finding where Jesus is at work in sure. this local community. Um, and so, you know, and so the, the definition we've given of mission, any activity in word to do that reveals the heart of God to people. So the question that comes out of that is in what way can we as a community reveal God's heart to our neighbours? Yeah. You know, and so that's a great question. And to be honest, I haven't experienced many local church scenarios where we've genuinely. Not just ask that question, but generally pushed into spaces where we're answering that question, revealing the heart of God to our neighbours. Mm. Um, so,
1: I guess we need to be ready to respond to the answer we get from that question, and that's so, tough. So that, and I'm personally, I'm going to say that's tough. So,
0: and the reason, one of the reasons is, um, and this is where I'm not qualified to, mm. to answer. Um, one of the reasons is our lives are so full with pre-existing rhythms yep. that we are, are, are not capable of providing the answers to the questions, even if they're the right questions. Yep. We are not. We don't have the capacity to answer those questions.
1: Because ultimately they're just another thing to do. That's right. More. That's in, right. In a time poor. Yep, yep. Uh, um,
0: and so I, I think it's time, and I'm thinking of myself personally, yep. I yep. think it's time to... Just start to think a bit radically about how we're using our time as as the people of God. Mm. Um, so much of our resources seem to be caught up in our, our weekly gathering, yeah. um, and and I know a lot of people have said this, and but but and I've been one who said it. And and uh, to be honest, though, I've never been at a point where I've been able or willing, perhaps, uh, to model that well. Yeah, um, and so. I think there'll only be a shift in how we see missional communities take place if we're uh, genuinely courageous enough to stop doing the things that we just don't seem to want to stop doing. Yeah. Um, Or uh, at least to lessen it. Uh, sure. To to lessen the priority on some of what we've what we've seen as a priority, mm. um, why why isn't us working together at a local local park or um, why why isn't us uh, serving uh, serving at a local football club why isn't why can't that be seen as an act of worship rather than an addition to rather than an additional thing that we're doing why can't we um, find rhythms in the local neighbourhood that we join ourselves to, and see that as the people of God, we worship Him through our service here. And that's not to say that the our traditional ways of gathering and worship and teaching and sacraments sure. and things like that need to be built in somehow. Maybe on a less regular basis, for example, and they're important. Yep, yep, they are important the, the, to sustain us and to and, and to align us to Absolutely. to the Word and all those sorts of things. Um, but. Um, Unless uh, uh, you know, taking stock of the fact that we are time poor, unless we shift our priorities, then my fear is that genuine missional engagement cannot happen with yeah. our with our current models.
1: Uh, I, I guess that that I don't want to say a shifting culture, but a real um, an importance I think in culture right now is being placed on authenticity, and vulnerability, and um just a real sense of genuine transparency, like that, that there's a growing feeling in our communities of people who just appreciate and honour those things, those qualities and characteristics. Um, I think a missional community has the potential to to be those things in, in our communities, um, especially if they're primed for asking questions rather than just giving answers. Um, they're primed for being authentic, real places to, as you've said, walk with people as they go through their tough stuff, their joys, their other stuff that we actually partner in with people and willing to do that discipleship journey long haul. Um we don't have preconceived ideas of what we want out of these relationships or connections or these ways that we serve um and that ultimately we we believe that investing in people is part thematically is part of the whole story of god that actually loving people right. giving into people is us revealing the very heart That's of right. god from from the beginning of the story that it is the heart of god for people to be loved people to love and people to be restored into a relationship with their creator um, I think look you're right this missional conversation has happened for decades now in Australia in particular yeah. and I you know I've had many of my friends very involved in this conversation globally who've said that the conversation in Australia is as good as anywhere in the world
0: yeah' right which,
1: which one in one way is wonderful yeah in another way.
0: Isn't it time that we actually... D- the conversation's yeah. just a conversation and yeah. I
1: feel like we're having just another conversation yeah. in a sense. <laughs> and I know that personally both of us are feeling the the rub of, so what does that mean for you? Mm. And, and I think that's where we're at. So I don't feel like we sit here trying to tell others to be something. I think part of this conversation, we're still trying to talk ourselves into being brave in, yeah. a, in a sense and to know that um i think in the last podcast we talked about like this full assurance that jesus is already there yeah. he's already there he's already at work what he's asking us to do is to join him there He's not saying nothing will change until you make it happen and you do something different. Yeah, I'll follow. Yeah,
0: he's saying I'm already here. I'm already here. Yeah,
1: what would it look like for you to, and in my get over yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. enough
1: to come and join me where yeah. I am. Yeah, because I am at work and I will still be at work. Yeah, but I would like to invite you into my work mm. as I go about doing what I'm doing. I know you 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 talk a lot about. Um, finding a person of peace that's a that's a big deal and it's been something that you've modeled and talked about and um, shared with people over a period of time um can you talk a little bit just about that uh, for those who haven't kind of run into the the kind of the yeah that that kind of idea especially as being missional people and as missional communities looking to ask that question of what what did what our community need um, what what does it look like to seek out a
0: person of peace yeah, that's such a good question. And and again, uh, I feel uh, far less qualified than a lot of other people who've, sure. who've modelled this really well. Sure. Uh, but my encouragement to anybody would be, first of all, to just spend some time in Luke chapter 10. Uh, and uh, take your team through Luke chapter 10. Uh, and, and have a look at how Jesus um, equipped the two, you know, the, the groups of two by the 72 in, in, in groups of two uh, to engage with their culture at that particular time. Mm. So much of what we tend to do is, um, you know, uh, when we seek to start something or plant something or um, or pioneer something is that we, we, go, we go broad-scale marketing and, and build a brand, whereas Jesus is actually about, you know, walking into a place in team – like for for that context, it was knocking on doors, but it was finding someone who would welcome them. And there's a there's a culture of hospitality and all that sort of thing in the in the context there. Um, but uh, he he talks about finding a person of peace, someone that welcomes you. Um, so missiologists talk in terms of once you find someone who welcomes you, who's kind of like you know, whether they're a believer or not, someone who seems to um, resonate, um, mm. uh, kind of. Uh, you know what? What they end up doing is advocating for you. Uh, they represent a network of people, yep. and so rather than feeling the pressure of needing to leaflet drop an entire area, that might still be a good thing to do. Um, but but actually, genuinely trusting that God will raise up a person or or a community or a group of people somewhere in the place that He's He's drawn us to. This, so
1: this conversation changes the terms on which we. St- do things doesn't it yeah and the this reality that um, it's not on my terms it's yeah. not just on my my terms my idea i've had to decide are we going to start something do yeah. something yeah i've decided what our community needs yeah um i've done a bit of a survey walked the streets and i think yeah. i know what our community needs yeah um instead you are doing things on the terms well on god's terms number one but secondly on the terms of someone who is a vital part of the community yeah Someone who actually says, I get this place.
0: So, there's one example for us, was a, uh, and it, it, it didn't uh, eventuate long term, but we had a situation for a couple of terms, a couple of school terms, where we served yeah, a local school. Um, and you'd, you'd hear things like, because we, we came and just did an after school program for some of the students. And you'd hear things from teachers and parents like, oh, we've been waiting for so long for something like this. We're so glad that you're here. You know, and so, that's, that's people of peace speaking. Yes. you know and, and so they may not realize it but we've gone there with the intent of being a blessing to reveal God's heart to that community um, and when you when you hear that kind of response there's a sense where God's kind of pressing in on our hearts and going see I told you. I'm already working here now. Join yeah. me, yeah. Um, and so that's quite different. Obviously, you know, and you might not get that response. And, and Jesus is quite clear in Luke chapter ten about how you, you know, uh, shake the dust off. It's not, you know, and I kind of view that as it's not quite the right time yet. Yeah. Um, or uh, well, these aren't the right. You know, this isn't where I'm working just yet. Um, and so, you know, it's it's quite different to feeling the pressure of needing to do all the work, because if Jesus has gone ahead of us, mm. then it's going to Bear, we're going to see the fruit of that by the kinds of things that people say in response to us being that,
1: there. That process encourages you to continue to listen to God, though. Absolutely. Because yeah. you have to work out whether you are to dust off yeah. and move yeah. or whether this is the place to be. That's right. And so it um, it again continues to be on the terms of uh, Jesus already being present. And so, yeah, look, again, we could talk for hours, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut us off in a Back minute. It up. But look, I think this is becoming a theme, I think words that we're not sure how to define <laughs> this might become something we start doing more of but I just I, my takeaways for today if we can just um, my takeaways from today are you're passionate about Bible engagement, but you're passionate about people engaging with the story of God, yeah. and the place where we find more of the character of who God is in the story is through scripture yeah. but ultimately this engagement through this larger story brings context. <laughs> It leads to an understanding of walking with people and discipling them as they ask the right questions. There is a saturation of mission through the whole story of God, even though it is one of your episodes. Yeah. It is woven through the whole way, whether it is yeah. a mission, the mission of God's heart, all the way through of his activity, through to our activity as we join representing him in a community. And it matters what we believe about mission. On the ground, yep. It matters what we understand mission is and how we view it in the story of God. If we're going to now start talking about being missional right. or doing missional communities, we better understand what mission is. Otherwise, we might be in trouble. Only because we may, it may never fully become what it could be. It could become a different version. And so, um, I th- mission's one of these. I don't think we've, touch the sides of what mission is like. We've yeah. done it very quickly. Yeah. Yes, there's more to it. We're trying to understand that we don't feel fully equipped to fully articulate all of this. But for us, I guess, um, we're honestly challenged personally by this. Having been doing full-time ministry for 20-odd 20, 20 yep. years each, um, this is. we know it's time that the conversation goes beyond conversation to action – In our lives, even more so, I think, more than this isn't a lecture to the church. This is a conversation for us, I think, as much as anything. That doesn't mean we haven't been doing mission. No. But I think we personally challenge about what's next. So thanks. I appreciate that. That's right. Anything else you want to leave us with? Oh, and I
0: think... um, you're, you're right the tension that that i feel and i experience over that over that subject mm. really is a tension that's an internal one yes you know and yes 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 um, and my invitation for anyone who's listening would just be look would, would you pray with us mm. in this and uh, because we long to see you know the reign of god his kingdom emerge in a, a really powerful way across the nation that we're a part of so yeah, yeah. awesome thanks Trevor. thank you Are listening to the live story podcast discovering stories whole restored and shared for more information or to partner with us financially join us at www.livestory.org subscribe to this podcast using itunes or your android podcast app